Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of this year's show, uh, Cuatro Cuadrados, Boy Christian over here. And actually, today we are live on Twitch. So, um, you know, we're just going to wait for some people to jump in to uh, to start kind of, you know, getting getting it on and, and start talking and stuff like that. So, what's up to Christopher, the, the first uh, trooper to, to make it into the chat. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. But yeah, like I said, I, not only am I doing the, the live Twitch, which is very weird, different. I'm not used to doing live stuff. And I also have uh, my phone recording because we're gonna, you know, we're gonna put this on the podcast as well. So it's gonna be a, a little mix up, in, you know, of of them too. Uh, but you know, before we we get into any conversations and for you to to guys start sounding off on your, I, mean, I think I know what you guys are going to say. Um, you know, I think it's everybody's been saying the same exact thing, right? Um, Matt Matt out basically, Matt Jordan out. But before we get to that, uh, yeah, hashtag Fireman Jordan. Uh, we're gonna. I'm just gonna do some uh, little um, kind of like housekeeping stuff. So basically, you know, if you're if you're on Twitter, you can check out the Twitter there, Cuatro Dos for everybody to follow. On IG, you can go to Cuatro Cuatro Dos. On Patreon, not only there, you are able to uh, you know donate if you want to uh, to the show, but you can also find uh, a little thing that I've been doing called Raw Raw Notes. So basically, those are notes that I take while I'm at the games. And basically, by raw, I mean that, you know, they, they basically have no filter. So, like, you know, whatever comes to my mind, I write down whatever I'm thinking, whatever uh, I'm seeing. What You know, it can be, like, some some stupid stuff. Like, for example, on my last raw notes, I saw, like, three different people with mullets. And I started thinking about mullets. And I was like, man, man I really want a mullet now. You know, like, now they're cool, you know. And I, and I, and I shaved my head. No, not like shave, shave, but, you know. I bust cut my head and I was like, uh, I should have just let my girl out to, to, to get a mullet because now it, like, it's, com- it's coming back. But obviously my wife probably will probably leave me, you know, if I get a mullet. So, you know, we'll, we'll just leave the mullet to, to everybody else. But, um, but yeah, like stupid stuff like that. It could be like something stupid like mullets to, uh, to basically, you know, taking a picture of a guy that was yelling literally the whole 90 minutes for Colorado. And it was so annoying. The dude, he was like chanting songs. I don't know if you guys were on the like on the east, on the west side basically of the stadium, right? Where like on the south southwest side basically that's where the media sits, and there was a dude like in the corner fly, and he was just going all out, like literally singing songs about Colorado, uh, chanting for the players. I mean, you know, on, on one hand, like you respect his his hustle basically for for being the one guy you know kind of going against everybody else but then on the other hand you're like man shut the fuck up like you know we're trying to watch a game you know in peace we already have enough you know yes matt the matt jordan dude i I don't know where you were sitting christopher but it was literally kind of like right behind us like right above us 
And and it was crazy because, funny enough, when I got it, so I got to the stadium kind of not late, but like around seven, right? The game started at seven thirty, so I got to the stadium, and I usually go through like you know, kind of like a side door in a way, you know, where where they sell the tickets. Uh, there's like a, a door that you know the media goes in through. So I went in, and then I do my like one round. I go around. I don't know. I don't know. I just had a habit. Like I just go around to uh to you know just to check out the environment and see what people are doing kind of take some pictures you know look around get some notes for the for raw notes basically and and i saw matt jordan actually come out out of like the stands basically into like the press he didn't go into the press booth because he he met up with sack sack is like the the head guy for media basically um really nice guy and they kind of like basically crashed into each other basically right in front of me and I looked at Matt Jordan with like with disapproval eyes of like god damn it Matt Jordan like you look like a nice guy but you fucking suck you know type thing and uh and that was it you like I I saw him but you know it's like one of those things like it's like I, I should tell you a couple of things but you know out of out of respect you know I guess I, w- I won't tell you and obviously, because, you know, I would probably get my, my credentials taken away if I, you know, start going off on Matt Jordan. And obviously, it's not my personality to, like, cuss a guy, a guy out just because, you know. But uh, it's funny because I, I actually saw Matt Jordan. And then during the game, you know, the guy was, like, screaming, Matt Jordan. Like, he was going off. And I was like, damn, this dude is, like, extremely mad. I mean, with all, I mean, with reason, right? Like, who's not mad at Matt Jordan, right? And um, and then when the game finished, I went back inside, and I asked the guys. I was like, you know, did you guys hear the Colorado guy? Uh, you know, that was yelling outside, and they're like, nah, we didn't hear him. And they were like, we kind of heard something, but we we couldn't like decipher who it was. And then, funny enough, the guy kind of like came close to the to the media pre- to the press room or whatever. He was close by, and I was like, oh, that guy over there. And I actually kind of like gave him a thumbs up and kind of like not approving. Him and him being annoying, but approving the fact that you know, like I, I applauded the fact that he was singing and chanting for his team for ninety minutes, you know, all by himself. You know, I respected that, but at the same time, I thought he was fucking annoying. And uh, and then I was like, did you guys hear? You know, some dude screaming, "Mad Jordan!" And then Sack. Well, I mean, obviously he works for the Dynamo, so obviously he's he's probably friendly with Matt Jordan. You know, he he didn't say anything, but the other guys, you know. They kind of like laughed because every I think everybody heard the mad Jordan coming out of that guy like with such guttural like he was pissed off and like you can tell. But yeah, uh, moving on into into the next couple things. Uh, so yeah, Patreon you can find raw notes on there. Uh, and then oh if I oh dude so yeah if you guys don't know I I forgot to put that on my notes because I saw it really really late. I wasn't paying attention to that, but if you guys weren't paying attention on the screen, so like during halftime, right? There's like a little, um, there's like a question, uh, what's it called? Uh, trivia, a trivia game that you, you know, the fans can kind of sign up and then they ask you questions about, usually about the Dynamo and stuff like that, right? And then, you know, if you win, uh, you get a prize. And funny enough, there was actually a couple of people. I saw two people in English, one pe- one person in Spanish. 
But the guy that won the trivia, his name was Fire Matt Jordan. And then I think like the third place guy also said Fire Matt Jordan. So, I mean, if it wasn't clear enough, like it was literally on the goddamn Jumbotron, Jumbotron or whatever. And it was up there for everybody to see and watch. Literally, three guys out of the top ten were Fire Matt Jordan, Afuera Matt Jordan, and like Fire Matt Jordan. So, yeah. I don't think uh, Matt Jordan is a is a persona grata, as whatever that saying is. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, going on here before I get derailed again by about firing Matt Jordan. Um, I talked to a fellow a Dynamo uh, fan through uh, through Twitter, and uh, we we might start doing something. Uh, we might start like collaborating here in the near future. And we're thinking about doing uh, some like interviews outside of the stadium, like you know, just kind of have like a like a little microphone, a little camera there, and just kind of talk to the fans and you know, j- included you know part part of the show and, and stuff like that. But you know, I don't know what if you guys will be down to to kind of like you know at the end of the games just kind of come through one of the exits and just say a few words. So I think it would be cool. I saw one of the Austin guys do it, and I had the idea, but you know, I didn't want to like bop it. I don't. I don't really like to do what everybody else is doing. Or at least I try not to. You know, or if I do it, you know, I want to do it like in my own style or my own way. But I mean, it's, it's a good idea, and I think more now more than ever, I think we need to have like, oh, Dynamo Fan TV. Yeah, basically, Dynamo Fan. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know who who they are. I've seen them, but I don't know exactly who they are. But it's actually a different a different guy that hit me up. So I don't know. I don't know if he actually worked with them or whatever, but um, but yeah, man, we we we'll probably start doing uh, little interviews. So if you guys are down, uh, you know, just want to stop by, and even if you want to say you know fire Matt Jordan again, that's fine with me. I think it would be cool just to, so people can see what the fans are actually you know feeling or how they feel right after the games. I think it would be cool. So just an idea. If you guys you know maybe want to do that, you know, just let me know. We could probably work something out and you know i'll let you guys know where i'm gonna be at and then you guys can find me and i can find you and then we can chit chat whatever uh, another thing that i wanted to do is give a special shout out to to a guy that you know he's always like you know keeping up with myself and he's like a i don't want to say a fan because that just sounds weird but he you know he supports the show he supports the channel and actually, uh, he he's uh, he's actually really a really cool guy. I met him. I met him for the first time. Um, uh, when was it? Yesterday was the game. Yeah, yesterday. And he actually got me a uh, well, no, was it yesterday? No, it was Saturday. He got me a scarf. So he went to he went to Turkey on a trip, and he he you know as a joke, I was like, hey, give me a gift, and he was like, yeah, I'll get you a gift. So you know, shout out to to Rusha, and I think is how you pronounce his name. And he got me a badass, uh, Besik- I can't even pronounce it, Betsikas scarf. You know, one of the top teams over there in Turkey. Um, so I, I thought it was a pretty badass gift. So it's going to, you know, it's going to grow the collection. And, um, but yeah, man, shout out to him, you know, bringing gifts, you know, to, to, the, to the people over here on the States. Um, I, know it's, I, I think it's cool. So it's going to be hanging with the other stuff as well. Whenever the studio comes up someday, hopefully, and not over here in the kitchen with some nasty ass uh, little cuadritos with fruits and stuff, you know. 
But yeah, man, yeah, very, very sick gift, you know, coming literally straight from Turkey. So that's badass, you know, a little piece of turkey in my home. Um, but, you know, also I wanted to give a shout out to, um, I want to start a scarf collection. That would be tight. That would be cool, you know, about doing a scarf collection from like different teams of the world. That would be tight. Uh, but I wanted to give a shout out to the people that are actually, you know, uh, not only like they put time and effort and kind of work also trying to like put, you know, Houston Dynamo out there. But this is like kind of like written form. So obviously everybody knows Victor Araiza. Uh I, The only reason I want to shout him out is because um, he has really good articles right now floating. I still haven't read them, but he has like an article with uh, with actually Matt Jordan. And uh, I think another one with Tab Ramos, if I'm not mistaken. So if, you know, I was going to tell you guys, go check those out. I still haven't checked them out myself. But, you know, knowing Victor, I know he, he produces quality content. And actually, Victor is one of the only people that is not afraid to, like, come, you know, come to Tab Ramos, come to the players with the hard questions. Uh, whenever they're, like, the press conferences are there, you know, I have the privilege of being part of them and you know I most of the times I listen here and there when if I think I have a good question you know I'll I'll, I'll chime in and I'll, and I'll ask a question to either Ty Ramos or the players and actually tomorrow there is a um, yeah the, the Matt Jordan is going to be it's, it's interesting because I don't I, it seems to be current but I don't know how you know how current it is so I don't know if it's from like the last few days or, or whatever but, you know, it's interesting because I'm pretty sure there's going to be something about core values for sure, right? Uh, but um, I was going to say something and I forgot. So Victor Araiza writing. Well, whatever. If I if I remember, I'll, I'll bring it back. But um, um, what was he saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, about the questions. So Victor Araiza is one of the only, like, whenever sometimes he asks questions and I'm like, hell yeah, like, that's the question that everybody wants to ask, but you know, sometimes uh, media members tend to be like very politically correct in a way, you know, because you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to like, you don't, you don't want to be that guy, you know, that guy that's always always asking like the tough, not the tough questions, but like the very uncomfortable questions, like you know, hey, you know, I think if I'm not mistaken, he asked somebody like, you know, we we lost, you know, or we haven't won in like twelve games straight, like. What's the problem, basically? Like, he, like straight up hit him with that. Like, why aren't we winning? And you know, it just kind of puts Tab in a corner. He's not asking like a like a like a question like, oh, you know, like what can we do better or or whatever. No, he just hits him with like, you know, what's going on? Like, is it you? Is it is it Matt Jordan? Is it this? Like, he's not afraid to drop names, and I really appreciate that. You know, coming from a guy that you know is actually you know a fully legit you know. Um, car carrying member of the media you know so shout out to victor as well um and then also you know to shout out my own people in a way you know dynamo theory actually put out two really good uh also um articles so if you guys kind of go back sack um he's very like the numbers guy in the group in a way he's very analytical he's always like pulling up charts and this and you know uh, X goals or whatever, like super nerdy stuff, you know, with respect, you know, Sack is very nerdy. Uh, and he's always like putting up, you know, putting articles about, you know, uh, I don't know, a bunch of numbers, possession, you know, how many goals and basically, and and if you guys saw it on the Dynamo Theory uh, Twitter, a couple of days back, Sack posted about how the beginning, basically, of Tab Ramos' career 
as a coach has been the worst uh, of like the other coaches that the Dynamo has had in their in their in their career. Basically, like he has been the worst coach, which 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 is crazy because you know I'm I'm kind of like a newer Dynamo fan. You know, I, I've only I've been following like kind of like loosely since 2013, but I've been like into the team for sure for sure like since like 2019 if i'm not, 2018 because i actually saw the i went to the to the final when they won the, the the famous u.s open cup that matt jordan holds on to for dear life um i was actually at that match and then i kind of like i was like oh shit we have a good team here you know in houston and you know obviously uh matt with matt jordan around you know a good team can only go so far, you know, but so Sack, you know, basically talked about that. So if you guys haven't checked that out, go check that out. And then Derek kind of like hit, did like a, you know, like what, what did I learn type thing? Uh, yeah, I got baited by, by Matt Jordan and his fucking US Open Cup, basically. But, you know, hey, I'm happy. I'm here for the ride, honestly. Like, it's one of those things like, you know, you... I mean, I was a, I grew up a, everybody knows, I always say this all the time, but I grew up a Boca Juniors fan, and, and obviously, like, not, not to sound arrogant or whatever, but, you know, you get, you get accustomed to, like, winning, or, not winning, but, like, fighting for the, for, like, you know, Libertadores, or the, or the local league, or whatever, like, you, you have a team that is known worldwide, basically, and, and you're like, let's do it, you know, see, I didn't get to see Owen, Owen Coyle, like I was already, I was still like into my book at days, and and then you come into a team that, basically for the last like four or five years, that I've been kind of into the Dynamo. I it's it's just been like hurtful, you know. It's just been suffering and and crumbling and just kind of like you die inside a little bit every weekend, you know, knowing that you can't get more than one point and sometimes zero points, uh, but you, at least you know you have core values, you know, and and you're looking for that diamond in the rough and somewhere in the jungles of, you know, whichever country we get all these players from, you know. But it is what it is. But, yeah, but Derek, you know, he posted a really good article. If I'm not mistaken, he actually did it today about the things that he kind of broke down the game and kind of the way that he saw the game and and the things that we might be missing as a team maybe. And, and it was very, like, very interesting point of view. So, you know, if you guys want to check those out, obviously, Dynamo Theory, that's where uh, my my parent company, I guess, it's not even a company, but, you know, that's where I fall under, basically. But those guys are very talented in, in every article that they write. Like, they there's summaries and stuff like that. They're very knowledgeable guys, you know, when it comes to soccer. So I, I am glad that I ended up, you know, working with them. Um, and then lastly, before we actually start going, you know, ranting off maybe uh, about Matt Jordan and them, I want to shout out Duquetti. Uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but you know, whenever the the game is about to start, they play a song. They used to play the Mike jo the Mike Jones, Mike Jones, Mike Jones song. And to be honest, you know, I grew up in Houston, but that song was whack as shit. You know, you know, nothing against Mike Jones. You know, he's he's one of the goats of Houston. You know, because of his couple songs that he has, but. I think that that one was just kind of like, uh, oh, let's get a check here from the Houston Dynamo. Let's make a, a quick song. And it just kind of ended up being, it was a sh honestly, it was a shitty song. I didn't like it. But who, Houston Dynamo? Like, come on, bro. 
be creative. Like I know who Mike Jones was a thing, but you can't make every song about you know who and then just say whoever you're talking about. But you know, but whatever. So Duggetti, you know, he's a he's a little he's a local Houston uh, rapper uh, slash I guess like you know Spanish uh, Spanish rap English rap. He actually mixes in both languages, so it's kind of cool. If you like that kind of music, you know, I'm not really into like reggaeton and stuff, but I, I really, I really watch his stuff. So, um, I really listen to his stuff. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, here, let's see, we got, uh, says the knock. Oh, so yeah, there you go. I uh, says it's cool to hear, uh, yes, to hear honest answers from the fans after the match, even if people will be almost the same for match. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I can interview the same guy every match. I, I really don't care. I think it would be cool. But yeah, I guess we're gonna we're gonna take out the mics over there, uh, and we're just gonna interview a couple of people. You know, it's gonna be very like basic. I have little lapel mics, and we're just gonna use those. Uh, if anything, we'll just use our phones. But I think it will be cool because we'll be putting faces into the <laughs> into the anger into the tweets of the people. So it will be cool for you guys. I mean, for you guys to show faces and be like, you know, I'm a real human being that fucking suffers for this team, and and it would be cool, you know. But. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Let's go ahead and just talk about. Is I was gonna say, let's talk about something good that happened in the game. Uh, it's kind of hard to look for something good that happened in the game, honestly, because it's just you know at the end of the day you lose, and you know that's all that matters in a way. Um, you know, you guys, you know, if you guys have heard any of my past episodes, I tend to look for the little bright side. You know, um, yeah, but that's what I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about Coco. Uh, but, you know, I, I tend to look for the bright side of stuff, and I'm like, well, you know, we we got wrecked, but, you know, we played pretty well. You know, I'm kind of like, uh, I like Tab Ramos, but, like, every day my, I guess you can say my love for Ramos, you know, in quotes, kind of, like, diminishes because I just don't see anything. Like, it's just kind of stagnant, you know, it just doesn't move. You know, in the beginning, I, 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 could, I could admire him trying to, like, work with, you know, out of nothing, trying to make something, but now, like, you know, you start to get into a point that, like, okay, guy, like, you got a couple players that you wanted, I mean, we we had bad luck, you know, Pasher got injured, you know, Baird fucking played, like, one or two games, got injured, like, literally, the two guys that seemed to to be the ones that were gonna make a difference, get, you know, got injured, you know, now we got this kid Coco that, you know, he came out basically out of nowhere, uh, unless you're, you know, unless you're Rudy from uh, soccer, uh, crossing soccer borders. Shout out to Rudy from uh, crossing soccer borders. You know, he kind of knew a little bit more about him because you know he's a little bit more embedded into these Concacaf teams. But you know, for me, for example, you know, I don't, I didn't know about Panam- Panamanian players. You know, so whenever they're like, oh, Coco, or whatever, Cascarisha, and I was like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? You know, but you know, as long as he's, you know, as long as he's playing good, you know, let. Fuck it, let's bring him. You know, let's bring him in, and you know, as a guy that you know was a prospect for for Real Madrid. You know, I heard it, it was actually Real Madrid B, which is like their B team. But you know, because a lot of people are like all oh, Real Madrid, Real Madrid. But if I'm not mistaken, he had a little conversation. Coco had a conversation with Glenn Davis, and I think it was uh, Real Madrid B, which I mean, still Real Madrid. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, like you're literally one step away from one of the biggest you know teams in the world, basically. Uh, but I mean, he showed. I mean, he showed up. You know, he seems to be. Uh, he's first of all, he's a young guy. That's what Tamu's always wanted. 
he's you know he has ability to to play with the ball you know to to juke players you know he's quick with the ball on his feet and stuff like that so you know uh he's he has potential like the potential is there and and a lot of people saw it and and even uh Derek mentioned on his on his uh on his article that Coco kind of in the second half he dropped back a lot and he was kind of playing as a defensive mid and it was weird because you you saw Matias Vera playing up high and him, you know, playing in the back. Uh, but yeah, like Christopher says, you know, too early to tell yet, but it could be someone to rebuild the team around. It, I mean, I completely agree. If we could play Coco as a number 10, I, which is what the Dynamo, in my opinion, need the most. Like a number 10, a guy that kind of thinks a little bit with his head, which kind of, you know, kind of was uh, Quintero was doing last year. And you guys know that I don't, I don't like Quintero just because he's not defensive enough for me. Uh, and obviously, honestly, I think we're going to see him leave, you know, soon. Because, I mean, why is he going to ride the bench for years, you know? There's no point for him. You know, his talent is being wasted. You know, he's not, like, young anymore. And it's not like he's, he has a long career ahead of him. So, he's, you know, he's he's on the on the downside. On the down, going downhill in his career, basically. But, um, but yeah, Coco could be, you know, he dropped back a little, you know, back on that second half. But uh, Tab Ramos gave an explanation for that. And actually, the explanation was that um, Colorado's player, who I forgot the name, was controlling like the midfield. So what he wanted to do was to put Matias Vera kind of like behind him in a way. And then Coco in front of him. So whenever... And Coco and um, Jones in front of him. So Jones would like pressure him. He would make him lose the ball. Coco would get the ball and attack. And then, you know, if, if he happened to lose the ball, then... You know, Vera was right there to like, you know, recuperate that ball. So, you know, he wanted to put two defensive guys on on either side, you know, behind and in front of the guy to kind of like keep him in check in a way. And then give Coco like a a bigger lead, a lead start from like behind everybody to to kind of push forward. Which, which if you actually look at the game, it it played well because, you know, uh, Colorado in the second half had less possession of the ball. Which was what he was trying to change, but and and you saw Coco kind of hold the ball, hold the ball a little bit longer, in my opinion, because he was so you know far back that whenever Colorado would lose it, you know he would he would be like the first one to touch it because you know he was so far back. But then also when you are so far back, like the distance between you and the goal is so far that you know it it takes so much out of you. And and not having like a proper number nine because I think um, Urruti, he is a number nine, but he's like a false number nine in my opinion. Like he doesn't really play in the box as of, you know, as what Christian Ramirez is doing in Aberdeen. I don't know if you guys are keeping up with him, but the motherfucker is scoring like every single game. And that's what we wanted. We wanted a guy to be in the box and just score with whatever part of his body he can just to put the ball in the back of the net. You know, now he's... He's like growing his fan base basically in Scotland and, and here he, we just kind of let him go like that, you know. And we don't have really a number nine, you know. Well, you know, supposedly Baird came in to do that, but I mean, Baird got injured. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that you can't control, but then you're like, ah, man, like we don't have nobody. But, but I think Coco was the... Coco was like the only good thing, you know. I like, I really like Vera. I think Vera always like, 
he has well, he was the MVP last year. This year, you know, he's still kind of like fighting. He's one of the only one that truly fights for it. You know, um, uh, who else? Um, but other than that, honestly, I didn't see I didn't see much fight from anybody else. Memo, I think he fought towards the end. You know, he's winning headers in the box. You know, even as a drug kid. Uh, but you know, he he came in into late, and there was not not a lot he can do. Uh, but then if we, you know, and I guess you can say a good thing was that we had 25 shots in goal, but then, you know, if you have 25 shots in goal, but you get one goal and the one goal comes out of a penalty, like, are you, are you actually using your resources for the good? You know, and, and that's one of the things I don't know if you guys noticed, but finishing was like a very, very like thing that they basically need to work on. Like there was a lot of. One v ones against the goalie from players from different players from Beta from Ruti I think from from a couple other guys and and they couldn't finish like they could not put the ball in the back of the net and you're like man like you're supposed to be like a professional like how many chances can can a team create for you to put the ball in the back of the net you know like how are you supposed to win games when you whenever you are given one one on ones like there's nothing you can do and. Like you saw Lasseter come in and, and Lasseter has been has been a ghost. Like he he goes in and I mean might as well just stay home, honestly. Cause like honestly you're not you're not doing much. Like he, he tries to create, you know, I give him that. He tries to create, he tries to use his speed, but but I mean he's not creating it. And then a bunch of the guys that are coming in are just not creating anything. Like Sam Junqua, he fights, you know, he's a young kid, he he fights, you know, he makes mistakes, he comes back, he kinda redeems himself. Um, Dorsey, you know, he was an, another ghost, you know, also like starting the formation, like coming in, in a game with potentially, like I wrote it on my notes, seven out of 10 guys in the first half were defensive players. Like you are, you are at home, 11 games that you have not won a single game, 11 games, you have, we haven't won since May. It wasn't even summer. <laughs> like summer is about to end and we still haven't won. Literally, we went a whole season of, of the goddamn earth, you know, without winning a match. Like you know, this the, the, the like a quarter of the year we couldn't win a game, you know? And and yeah, like yeah, you, you know, Christopher here on the comments says I never want to see us line up with five in the back ever again. Uh, then we have another comment from uh, Ravi, uh, like maybe the guy from Qatar team, Akram Afif. That's a tough one. Maybe that could be a number. Hey, I I don't know the guy, but I'm gonna look him up. And man, if we can get a number nine, that can just be a proper number. I, I'm you know even though I'm not I'm young or whatever, but I like to consider myself old school, and I like number nines. I like number tens. I like, you know, just guys that play their position. I understand like soccer, you know. The evolution of soccer and, and obviously it changes and, you know now is more like speed and, and and physical and not as tactical as maybe it was in the early two thousands, but you know I think you always need like you know the the basics of the game, which is to have a proper number nine in the box fighting every ball against the, the center backs, and and let's go back to this fucking you know line of five in the back. So when you talk to Tyre Ramos. Before the match, basically, you know, people asked him. And I was actually, it was going to be one of my questions, but somebody asked it before me. And basically was, hey, when we went to Colorado, 
we we started with five in the back. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, but whenever we went up there, we had five in the back. And we played a defensive game and we still got wrecked. You know, uh, a long ball from the goalkeeper went in through um, Figueroa and, and uh, Lundy. And that was like basically the beginning of the end of Lundy, basically. Um, who who I really liked as a player, but, you know, he's been ghost, you know, for a while now. You know, he has he has been beaten by um, by Junqua on the left side. And and that ball went and like even like that, we couldn't win in, in, over there in Colorado. And then when we, you know, people asked him, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to come defensive? Are you going to be more attacking? Are you going to be more aggressive? And and he kind of said, I can't remember, you know, specifically what he said, but he, he gave, you know, he put kind of put it out there that he, we were going to come out and defend our home and just kind of go out there and, you know, and kill it and and have a good match. Basically, that's what he says every match. You know, we're going to go out there, put our hearts out, play our hearts out. I mean... Like Sarek Valentin said, you know, they, they kind of did fought, you know, they, they, they fought. You know, one of the things is like some of the guys you can tell they fight. You know, some of the guys, honestly, not, I don't see every guy fighting. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, Tim Parker had a shitty game. But, you know, I'm not going to name names. But you can see the fight on some of the guys. And and some of the other guys, they they kind of just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like another job or whatever. But... Yeah, we were gonna come out aggressive. We were gonna come out to fight. We were gonna come out to uh, to kill Colorado in this game. We we're gonna come back to put some respect in our name and and finally win a home game that we have been undefeated all year, basically, right? Um, and and basically, I mean, uh, you guys saw it. We were like, what? Wait, wait, what's going on? He was like, no, you know, it was a three five or whatever, three five two one or whatever. Yeah, we were trying to put a lot, you know, like the wingers or whatever, and like you know, with Dorsey and uh, Dorsey and Jumqua, you know, to kind of go up and down. But I was like, dude, like you're playing with you're playing with uh, teenage. It's funny because Rudy from uh, Crossing Soccer Borders he calls him Teenage Moon Ninja Turtle. Just because it's teenage, I think it's stupid, but it's funny at the same time. But whatever. So we got teenage Tim Parker, Figueroa. You know those three guys. Nothing should go past them, like nothing at all. And then you have Dorsey, who you can kind of say he's a offensive player, but in the role that he was playing, he was very, he was very much playing a like, you know, uh, um, like a right back. And then Junqua, who he can be offensive, but honestly, he was he was he were they really offensive? The two on the sides, you guys saw the game; they weren't really offensive, you know. And then you got Vera and Jones, right in front of them. You got five guys and two defensive guys right in front of them. Dude, that's seven guys, seven players out of ten in the field that are defensive players. So you're gonna tell me you came out to kill? Bro, come on, bro. Like, we, 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 come on, dude. Like, you can't, don't lie. You don't, don't tell me that you came out to kill when, uh, like, yeah, I understand the, you know, these two, you know, uh, Dorsey and, and, and Junqua, maybe they, they should have attacked more or whatever, but they, they seem like they were defending to me. I don't know. I might be wrong, but I, I didn't see anything. And then Fafa, obviously, he chases every fucking ball. Uh, I respect that, you know. I respect the, the hustle. Um, 
And then we had, who do we have? Urruti and, and Coco. And, and Coco played defensively as well. So, like, you had Vera, the defensive guy, playing in front of Coco. And you're like, what the... F like, what is going on here? Like, are we living in an alternate world where we have the 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 savior of, of the Dynamo playing behind Matias Vera, who is known to be, like, the, the, the Dynamo Macherano type thing? That's how I see him. It's like, what the fuck? But, yeah, let's, let's read some of the comments. Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that we have here thank you guys for 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 commenting uh, i really you know i usually do this by myself so it's, it's kind of glad that I, that you know you guys are uh, uh commenting and answering or whatever um so christopher said all we do is cross the ball and we saw uh ramirez who would have been the guy to cross to basically fucking giant dude you know he, i think he was only like six one so not too giant i'm six feet tall but the guy's like he's a big body dude you know he can fight those balls um, he's been scoring with his with the headers at, in Scotland. So, I mean, obviously it works. Uh, it's tough being a Dynamo fan. Shout out to you. It sure is. Uh, so somebody said agreed. Uh, somebody said name them all. I mean, I, I named one. You know, I funny, uh, we have a little group chat with the guys from Dynamo Theory. And I was like, hey, like, have you seen Tim Parker? Because I saw him walk in. You know, I saw the picture of him walking into the building. But... Haven't seen him since, you know, and and I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I I didn't see Tim Parker. I don't know if you guys did. Um, don't know second goal from Colorado uh, looked easy, easy passing goal. The, uh, then you would ask where were those five exactly, right? With those five, you got three center backs, you know. But you know whatever. Uh, feeling like a Jets fans, I pff, shit. I, I guess you can say I'm a Texans fan, so. So, yes, I guess the same Texans and Jets fans are the same shit, right? Uh, they fucking suck either way. Uh, somebody said, N what is it, NGL? I don't, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. I'm too old. It feels like our team hasn't played uh, a game together. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, honestly, they haven't. I mean, if you think about it, like, a bunch of the new guys, they just kind of been thrown in. Like, Dorsey kind of, I think he's been practicing with the team, but he's just been thrown in. Hadivi, he's he he came in, he thrown in. Coco, he came in, thrown in. You know uh, who else? Uh, Dorsey, I said, I think he thrown in. Uh, Baird, thrown in. You know, and it's a, it's a bunch of new guys. You know, um, what else? Let's see, three five two, but Rapids pin our win backs uh, or win backs back, and we didn't know what to do. What we were doing, the team was a mess. Those fifty, yeah, the the first fifteen minutes for the Dynamo were a terrible mess. We we got a kind of like a hold, you know. We got something going on towards the end of the first half and like the beginning of the of the second half, I think. And then we just kind of lost the the first in the end. Um, teenage the Dream Hadivi, I heard he's really funny. He what did you guys see that video of him throwing a hot coffee on Zach Valentin? That motherfucker is crazy. Uh, we set up to play long ball and hope. Yeah, bro. We're playing like my Sunday league team, basically. <laughs> Just try to find the forward and see if we can get that second ball. 
Uh, I feel bad for Fafa, bro. They need to match his energy. For real, bro. If you guys saw Fafa was pissed the fuck off whenever he came off the field. And honestly, I completely agree. They took out Fafa, the guy that was making, like, even with with uh, my boy Brandon that was sitting next to me. Oh, not going to lie. That's funny. I'm so old <laughs> that I didn't get the acronym NGL. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, the guy, Brandon, uh, who happens to be the Dynamo Insider that everybody follows. Uh, you know, he's, he's a homie. Uh, um, he was sitting next to me. I forget what we were talking about. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, sit up playing ball. Oh, Fafa, yeah. And and when the first uh, substitutions were going to, you know, they're, they were going to be, you know, going to be done. But we were like, okay, so, you know, this guy's going to come out. This guy's going to come out. I think we said Dorsey and I, don't, I can't remember. And Jones, I think we said. Because uh, um, Memo was coming in. And I think Memo, either Memo or Lasseter and Corona were coming in. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe he's going to take out, you know, uh, Jones and put Corona and then move, you know, uh, Vera back to be that defensive and have Corona, you know, play that attacking, more of an attacking mid, you know. And then, you know, Player for player, you know, Dorsey on the wing, put Memo on the wing. It is what it is. Um, but no, fucking took Fafa out. The, the guy that was hustling every ball. Like, he was he was extremely pissed off. And and I was like, man, you have the right to, like, be super pissed off. And at the end of the game, uh, so the game finishes, right? And then Fafa, you know, he gets up and he starts, like, walking to, to, the, to the locker room. And then one thing that I liked about Bonilla Garcia, you know, he was like, no, 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 like, come over here. You know, we got to show their faces to our fans. But, I mean, you understand the frustration from Fafa. You know, he's like, dude, like, what the fuck? I'm over here busting my ass, like, running every fucking ball. Like, even the ones that you think are, like, are going nowhere, he's busting his ass and going to go get them. And they take him out. So you're like, what the fuck? You know, Fafa over here just hustling for no reason, you know? Uh, let's see, uh, what else? Uh, what do you think of Special City Speech and Tab Don't Sleep Well? Um, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, they always say the same thing. It's just... When they talk about, like, you know, uh, have being a soccer city and, you know, being like, you know, we, we got this, you know. we. I, I, I Honestly, I really like Sarek. I think Sarek, you know, he has his feet on the ground and he kind of understands the frustration. And, and he knows, like, you know, people come and, like, you know, maybe it sounded kind of bad when he said, you know, money is not a, a thing. Because obviously everybody's putting in their money, you know, to come watch a scene. But, you know, he was talking about, you know, the time, the time that the effort that people put into it, like, you know, the hours of sleep that people lose watching the, the late-ass games like we're going to watch uh, on Wednesday. You know, like, just being in, in, invested in this team, like, fucking emotionally and, and with time and, and everything that that comes with it. You know, even money, you know, like, we got to drive. We got to pay tickets, you know. I don't, I'm sorry. But, you know, I actually have paid for some tickets. But, you know, there's money. And, like, you have to fucking go to work for that shit, you know. And, and you have to buy your drinks and, and this and that or whatever. And I know, yeah, you have a good time with your buddies and stuff like that. But, goddamn, like, I want to win one time. Like, who likes to lose, man? But, but yeah, you know, he was, he was basically saying, like, you guys sacrifice a lot to come watch us play. And, like, yes, it's, it's a job. but But your job is, like very important like 
it, it's an important job. Like, you're here to make people happy in a way. Like, all you have to do is fucking win games, you know? Just do that, you know? Put the goal in the back of the net. Uh, what do you think about uh, well, Sarek post-game interview? It's just like, that's the thing, though. We are so, we are so mad. We are so pissed off at, at everybody that anything that they say kind of sounds fake, shitty, you know, like, like not genuine. Is that a word? Uh, you know, like, they're not real. You know, like, we're like, you know, like, you don't give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> that's what Tim Parker kind of said, you know. He was like, you know, eh, we don't care. We're getting better type of thing. Uh, but Tarek, like, he, he really lives like that shit. Like, I've seen him, you know, on interviews, like, not cry, but, like, he, he gets back. Like, he, like, you can tell the guy, like, he feels like shit, you know. And and I respect that. I respect the guy that that truly understands like the people. You know, he's like he's like a people guy. You know, honestly, if, to me, Sarek should be the captain. And maybe he's not the greatest player, but I think his attitude towards being a team and being a leader and being like and understanding the people, and, and understanding the fan and, and what the fans want. You know, like yeah, he came from like Portland where like you know the people were always there and. And imagine coming from Portland, you know, not to throw shit at our own people, but like, you know, you come from Portland, like one of the biggest, greatest atmospheres in the MLS, and you, you know, you end up in Houston, in Houston, where it's been shitty for years now, you know, given to to one person specifically, I guess we can say, and and it's just shit, you know, like, it's just shit, and and but you understand though, you understand that people are like that, you know, like. People want to go watch a, a team that wins. People want to go watch a team that's, that's a show. You know, a lot of people in this country, you know, when it comes to sports, they want to go see a show. You know, the hardcore, you know, soccer fans, they want to see uh, a championship team and, and this and that and we, the pride and, you know, fuck Frisco and fuck Austin and, and all this. Like, we, we as, like, true soccer fans, we want to, you know, but the true soccer fans, you know, we are a, we're we're like a few, you know, but like the the regular folk, like you know, they want to see a show, and and you you we're not seeing any of that. We're not seeing a good team, and we're not seeing a good show, and and it's just kind of shitty, you know. And I think Sarek understands that. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be the spokesperson for Sarek, but you know, I don't I don't know him, but funny enough, I've seen Sarek's ass. I know, funny story, right? Uh, let me tell you the story because it sounds kind of weird. It sounds like I go to his house and fucking sneak around his bushes and shit. But but no, uh, first game uh, season twenty twenty Houston Dynamo LA Galaxy packed house. Before COVID happened, uh, my first game as a media member, I was fucking excited. You know, I was like, man, I'm gonna get to go to the locker rooms and like talk to the guys. I fucking take my little camera and shit, you know, to record or whatever, and. So after the game, we get to go to the locker room, right? And, you know, we go to the locker room. Most of the guys are, are like, already dressed. You know, some of the guys are kind of, like, throwing a shirt on. Uh, you know, they're in their, you know, they're in their locker room. They're, uh, fucking Tomas Martinez was still there. So, you know, you know me being Argentina, I was like, oh, you know, it'll be cool if I get to know them, you know, kind of be friends or whatever. Um, but, no, obviously, it's all professional. Like, you know, you, you have to stand somewhere, you know, wait for them to get ready. And then you go and interview them. And, you know, stuff like that. And then fucking Sarah comes out of the bathroom all, like, in a, in, a, in a fucking, just a towel. And then he goes to his pot. 
and and like there's a whole bunch of people in there, like you know, all the players and maybe like 10, 15 reporters. Uh, and then you know he gives his back to everybody, you know, and then he just drops his towel, and you know you you look around because I was already amazed because you know I was at I was in in the place where the players change, you know, you, you know me growing up wanting to be a soccer player, like that's like the dream, you know, like being there with like the cool things and you know how do, how does this work you know where do they have the fucking water or you know just like simple shit like that but you know it's kind of like a dream kind of becoming a reality right and and yeah he just dropped his towel and i was like well bare ass over here fucking sarah welcome to to houston yeah but yeah that was that was my story with uh sarah's ass uh um so what do you think about sarah i already said that by the way i like how hadivi sometimes um proceeded to other boxes. Yes. Uh I think Hadibi also like I like he's he's very tough. Like I think he he could be uh one of the players that we could also build with. Um maybe he's not like the best technical guy, but I think he's he's a tough motherfucker. Um that was weird. I'm not gonna say that again. But uh he's a tough guy and he's like he's he's gonna fight and like you know whenever I think he's gonna be one of the, you know those center you know Back in the day, like, I remember, you know, going back to my memories, you know, watching Boca Juniors, you know, if you guys know any of the players, and, like, you know, if there was a corner for Boca, you, you knew that their center back, Chiavi, Rolando Chiavi, you know, and Flaco, you know, he was tall, dude, he was going to go into the box, and, and, you know, one out of, you know, one or two t out of ten times, he would, like, hit the ball or, like, score or whatever, you know? Like, the center backs, when it comes to corner kicks, they are, like, vital. Like, because those are, like, the head guys. You know, like, literally in, like, in the other word, uh, metaphoric, metaphorically. Ooh, that was a tough one. But, like, they they are the dudes that head the ball the most. And they, they know how to, like, position themselves. They know, where, they know where to be and stuff like that, right? So, and I think Hadibi might be one of those guys. Tim Barker kind of... It's kind of like that too, but you know, I, I see Hadibi more as a fighter, so we'll see. And he was also getting into uh, a little, not fist fights, but you know, like when they're just pushing and stuff like that. He was like one of the ones that was being talked, uh, you know, to uh, from the ref the most. Uh, let's see, the morale isn't good, the front office isn't good. Only good thing is marketing creative is like trying to polish some shit. I completely agree, man. The marketing team, the creative team for the Houston Dynamo, I don't know them personally, but every time I can, I actually give them props. You know, even, like, I send them a message. I'm like, man, this is badass. Like, keep doing your shit. Because literally, I mean, it is trying to polish, you know, shit. You know, like, the product is not good, and they somehow make it seem all right, you know? I think a lot of people go to the games... With like a sense of like, man, we're gonna fuck, you know, this one, we got it, we got this one. Just because they create that story, you know, in our hearts and minds, basically, that we're gonna win. And, you know, shout out to everybody and marketing and the creative process of putting all this, all this stuff together, you know, for the Houston Dynamo. Uh, and I know a lot of people didn't like this, but it didn't come from the guys. Uh, so, you know, shout out to them. Uh, we need to win a game. Better sub Fafa for Valentin. I mean, shit. Let's, let's whatever. Nowadays, I'm I'm open to any stupid shit because we've been trying stupid shit and no stupid shit has been working. So I mean, let's just keep trying stupid shit and see what happens. Um, I think I've talked enough, right? So let's talk about Matt Jordan because <laughs> that's not gonna be that's gonna be a a, a fun topic, isn't it? 
But um, actually, before we get to my Jordan, because I think I don't think there's a lot to talk about my Jordan. I think there's there's only one specific phrase for Matt Jordan and I think is the you know we won Matt Jordan out because it's been seven years under his under his reign you know under his rule under his uh as we say in Spanish under his tutela and and it's just and it's been shit you know and like I think the last drop of water is gonna be us competing or not competing but going against Dallas I hope to baby Jesus, bro. Like honestly, I'm gonna pray. I'm I'm honestly going to pray <laughs> that we beat Dallas. Honestly, I hate losing to Dallas. I hate anything that comes out of Dallas. Like honestly, I don't know why. I think it's it's just like I don't know. I don't know. I think you grew up in Houston, kind of hating Dallas in a way. And and you know Dallas people have they have done nothing to me, but I don't know. There's there's like a big. Not hate, but just like a strong dislike, you know. And and I don't want to lose, even even if it means like even if it means. I I I just don't like honestly. I I, I don't have an excuse, but I don't want to. I'll lose to any. I'll lose all thirty. What is it? Thirty four games in the season. I'll lose all thirty three. But if I beat Dallas, I'm content. And I know that's stupid, right? But you know that's how I feel. Obviously, it's, it's an exaggeration, but. So here, questions for you guys, Luke, the guys that are still watching. Um, how do you feel about Tab? Because that I think that's another, that's like another like weird topic because people are, some people still back them up. Um, I was one of them. I think this last game just kind of like was the the straw that broke the camel's back in a way. Um, I was I'm a, I'm a Tab supporter in a way. You know I think he has re- or had. I guess good ideas. Uh, uh, heard Dallas supporters kicked and fought some. Di- yeah, I mean, if you guys, yeah, actually, the last time the Dynamo people went up there, they got kicked out of the game at the seventy-five minute, seventy-fifth minute. Um, they didn't even get to watch the whole game, so it was kind of shitty, you know. Taking people up there and then not not letting them finish the game is kind of shitty. Typical Dallas, don't you know? Don't expect anything uh, less than them. But yeah, going to Tab Ramos. Tab Ramos, like, I think, you know, I've, like I said, I've only been a Dynamo fan for a few years. So, you know, I came in with with the era of um, our previous manager, who was the RGV coach now that I'm blanking on his name. Um, he's actually doing pretty good over there, believe, you know, funny enough. And then, you know, he had he had a style of play that was like, we, not weird. But it was counterattacking, which, given the circumstances, you know, having Ellis in Kyoto, obviously, it worked perfectly fine. I mean, perfectly fine, right? It still didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, it kind of worked in, in a way. Um, yeah, I agree with that. With Tab, uh, don't have enough time to feel the players and come with combinations. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, all the players that he has are new. And he, ha- he has had them in le- less than one year. You know, we 2020, he came into a team. Literally to a team that he could not touch. And he did whatever he could. Last place. Terrible. But you're like, I understand. You know, we'll give you a freebie. You know? And I told I told people, you know, I was like, 2020, I don't even count. 2021, though, that's when, you know, he kind of starts building. But then also, you know, you, you know, you have to be honest. Because, you know, he's under Matt Jordan. 
and he's he was under uh, uh, Brenner, you know, and I mean it's like, I mean, honestly, like Brenner, no cash, no players, Matt Jordan giving you fucking core values, you know, to play with, and and you're just like, you know, what what do I do? Like wh- like what can you do if you're Ted Ramos? Honestly, honestly, like what can you do? Can you blame the guy? You know, he's been like playing with one hand, you know, tied to his back in a way. You know, he's he's been fighting like that this whole time. And yes, he brought in a few players. And fucking half of them, the good ones, have been injured. You know, unfortunately. You know, Pasha even, you know, Pasha had to leave at, when he was, like, peaking. And now he came back and he, he got injured. Literally the first game back. Um, and then Baird got injured. You know, a couple games in. Uh Coco, I mean, I pray to God that nothing happens to Coco, but insider note, now that Coco signed, I actually knew about Coco being signed be- way before he was signed. Shout out to uh, the Dynamo Insider. Uh, sorry if I wasn't supposed to say anything, but I said it. But yeah, his contact <laughs> told him, and uh, he he kind of, you know, let the scoop in. Uh, but yeah, he was actually been, he's been training with, with the Dynamo by himself, but, you know, with the, kind of, not with the team, but like, you know, with the idea and training in Houston for a little while, actually. So, he, whenever, you know, he only, he's only been training with the whole squad for a little bit. But he has been in the in Houston for a minute. Literally, basically, since he was, like, first rumored, um, he was already in Houston. But, yeah. Um, what else? What was I saying? But, yeah, Tap Rounds, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it's, a, it's, it's like, it, it can go either way. Because now you're like, oh, well, he has these players. But then also, does he, though? He doesn't have all his players. Like, you know, there's some of them injured. You know, he never has, like, a full squad to be like, okay, I got all fucking 25 players that I need. You know, they're all there for me to choose from. Like, he has never had one game like that. I, I, I don't think so, at least. And and we all push him and, like, you know, you know, do this, do that. And he's always has to, like, adapt. And, and I'm not trying to cover for him, you know. But you have to be, you know, you have to be real. Like, the game, the style of game, you know, like it or not, the style of game that the Dynamo player right now has improved, like, dramatically from from the counter-attacking that we were. I mean, at least in my opinion, I like it better. You know, I like the, the ball possession. I like the ball movement. I like being a team that can be, can be somewhat feared, you know, than just being like, oh, fuck, counter-attacks, here we go, you know. But... I don't know. I appreciate his 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 uh, his, his I guess candidness. His 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 um, the way that he's real. Like he doesn't you know he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't he, like he's honest. Like whenever you know Victor Adaisa and like I was telling you, he like asking those hard questions. Like he'll answer them. He'll he'll tell you. You know like it's my fault. You know I'm 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 in charge. Therefore my head is gonna be the one chopped first. And he's like, and I and I know that, and and I assume that responsibility, and and I appreciate that. I appreciate a coach that doesn't blame his players for you know maybe his mistakes or maybe their mistakes. Because at the end of the day, I never understood that idea. I mean, now I kind of understand it because obviously the coach is the one that gives the idea to the players, right? But then at the end of the game, you know, the players are the ones in the field. You know, it's eleven v eleven, not you know twelve v eleven. You know. Obviously, the idea has to be there of how to play and, and you know, what to do in a way, you know. Um, but, I mean, the players, you know, they have to put the input in. I mean, we saw it in this game. 25 shots in goal. 
We can't fucking finish word, you know. There's an expression in Spanish, you know, no le, no le pueden hacer gol ni, a, ni al arco iris. Like, you can't even score on a goddamn rainbow. And a rainbow is massive, let me tell you. If you haven't seen a rainbow, a rainbow is fucking ginormous. And we we couldn't even score on a rainbow, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it, I mean, is that Tab's fault? Is it? I don't know. Should he be training them how to finish more? Maybe, you know. Could it be the player's fault? I, I, I don't know. But um, let's go to the comments one more time. The best game, uh, best game at home tactically maybe was against Portland until us until we got out and ended up with the draw. I completely agree. I think we had Portland and we got maybe too confident or like you said maybe tired. And Portland, Portland is fucking Portland. You know you can't get tired against Portland anywhere where you, you might be playing desert like. You know, Portland will fucking bring in some guy, you know, fucking, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, number eight, Valeri, and, like, he'll put a free kick somewhere, you know. But that's just how Portland is, you know. It, it, that's why they're considered one of, like, the greats in the United States, you know, nowadays. Because they, they have that, you know. They have that, they they demand respect, which is, which is something that we haven't demanded in fucking seven years because... You know, with all due respect, we have an asshole that kind of is not aware of of things, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm better at, at him at, at his job. But, you know, I could be at the same level. You know, if I can get paid that much, I can probably do the same, same amount of scouting, you know. Uh, as a coach, he's a good coach. But the problem seems to be the players, they just feel like they have to be there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, think about it. Think Like I was just saying with Sarek, you know, you're in Portland. And they tell you you have to go to Houston, who has a a culture with fucking core values guy over here of being a losing team. I mean, let's let's be real, let's be honest. You know, we have been a losing organization. Like, it's been years, bro. Like, it's been years that we have sucked. And yeah, we have a U.S. Open Cup though. You know, but I mean, that's because everybody's playing with their fucking B teams. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't. You know really into it. I don't know how Philadelphia played that game. I'm, I'm sure they played with their with their good team, but we played at home, and that's when we were, like, very good at home, and we had fucking Manotas, you know, and uh, an inspired Manotas, you know, on top of that. You know, he he's probably been one of the better players after fucking Brian Ching, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know much, you know, about that era, but I think, you know, after Ching, there wasn't, you know, maybe a Bruin, uh, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of names that kind of, like, brought that fear of two defenders, you know? And I think Manotas was one of the only ones that did that, and, and he was inspired that, you know, that Open Cup. And I think that's what brought it in. Obviously, winning against Portland, that, I, I don't know if it was the same thing. I think, it you know, it was the year before that or some shit that we went to the, the semifinals or the finals. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, the, some players, like, they like to play those games, and, you know, they feel it, you know? Um but, yeah, I mean, if they tell you, hey, like, you're in a good team in a good city and and you have to go to fucking Houston, you know, like, I mean, let's be honest. You're going to be like, well, fuck, I guess it's a job, you know. It is what it is. But, you know, it but it takes people, honestly, not to keep throwing flowers at Sarek Valentin, but, you know, it takes people like Sarek to, to be realistic and understand the pro not the problem but you know understand that we gotta fucking turn the culture around and, and you know i'm here now like this is home 
let's fucking create something, you know? Let, let's put, you know, let's build something. Let's let's put a team together and, and let's build this, you know, to be something. And I think now with Ted Siegel, I think shit, shit is changing. I don't know if you guys heard, but Dynamo Insider uh, also broke the news that, you know, that um, Ted Siegel and, and Ted Ramos had a little confrontation. And, you know, we don't know what it was said, but, you know, uh, it... It's a good sign, even though it's a bad thing, you know. You don't want your fucking owner, you know, fighting with your coach. Maybe, you, you know, it was about something else. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, eventually. I mean, I don't know. So, if you, let me tell you guys. So, tomorrow at noon, there is a press conference with Tab Ramos and I think a player. But, I, I honestly, I forgot to read who exactly it is. But... I know you know you guys are gonna give me some uh, some questions, but get, I want to ask like give me a legit you know a legit question that I could ask maybe Tab Ramos you know what is something that you would ask him you know maybe uh, maybe tactically or or maybe about the team or or, or I don't know something um, so I, you know I'm gonna I'm actually it's my day off tomorrow from work so I'm gonna jump on it and just ask him I don't think there's footage of Tab and Seagull. I think it's just kind of word of mouth, you know, uh, somebody saw it and they told, you know, Dynamo Insider and Dynamo Insider obviously released that information, but I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't know if there's somebody, a video out there, I want to see it, <laughs> you know, cause I'm, I'm Chusma like that, you know, but, uh, I, I really want to see it, but no, I don't know. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, hit me, hit me with those questions and then, you know, I'll write them down and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pass it on. But I've been fucking talking for an hour. I don't know if you guys, you know, want to keep going. Uh, I think, you know, it's kind of stupid for us to talk about Matt Jordan because I think we all feel the same way about Matt Jordan. Um, we, we, I mean, it's been seven years, bro. I think it's time for a change, you know. It's time for somebody to, to, to move, to for him to step aside and, and be realistic, you know, in his own mind and be like, okay, well, maybe I haven't been doing the best job as a GM. Yes, I won a U.S. Open Cup and I went to the fucking the conference finals in 2017 but but other than that i haven't done a good job you know and i think if he's a reasonable human being he's gonna step aside you know uh that's a, that's a good question why don't a pressure box with short passes why always long balls interesting yeah, good question good question there uh, might be an old question, but do you know why former Texas managers left and stayed only one week, or is it still unknown? Yeah, so it's it's kind of still unknown um, about the about the Texas manager. Um, not a lot of information was said, or not a lot of people know about it. Some people speculate that it was like a health condition, or like a family thing, but honestly, nothing was said. So um, I think everybody was very excited to see that because you know the guy had a past with the Dynamo. So, but you know. There, there was nothing. There was nothing to that. So, if I ever find out, you know, I'll let you guys know. But honestly, I don't think we'll. I don't think the guy will come back. I mean, I don't know. He might, because I left that door open for him. But who knows? But um, but yeah, man. Like I was saying, go ahead and shoot me those. Uh, you know, if you don't get to uh, uh, you know, the questions now, you know, before noon tomorrow, just shoot them to me. You know, on the cuatro cuatro dos. Ooh, that's not weird. Cuatro cuatro dos. Uh, either Instagram page or uh, or Twitter. You can just shoot me on there, and then you know if 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 I deem them, you know, like I could ask them without being without being told to shut the fuck up by by the media guy. Then you know I'll ask them. 
um, and you know, and I'll pass that video on to you guys, and and you guys can see it. Um, but yeah, man, thank you very much for for uh, Stu Holton as GM. Why not? I mean, we have Matt Jordan. Can we go any lower than that? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much, guys, for jumping on. Um, I mean, honestly, this is my first time. We'll probably do it again. Um, I wish there was like a feature to like, is there a feature to invite people? I don't know. But we'll, I'll figure something out. Maybe I can have, you know, one of you guys jump in uh, and kind of like chit chat with me. Or maybe we can do it on Instagram or whatever. But, you know, thank you guys for jumping on. I really appreciate, you know, all the support. Thank you for, for staying for a whole hour with me and uh, listening me to, to, you know, ranting and, and whatever. Um, and yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and get with the boy. Uh, I think it was Discord. Oh, okay, Discord. I'll, I'll go ahead and check into that. Uh, we'll, we'll check into Discord and, and have you guys jump on as well. That sounds better, you know. I try Twitch because that's the only thing I know. I'm very like technology technology challenged, challenged, and obviously speech challenged as well. But um, we'll try a Discord next time. And uh, yeah, man, we'll have you guys, you know, give your put your 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 few cents in there as well, and uh, make it uh, make it a family thing, you know. Let's fucking uh, talk shit about my joint together. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like I said, you know, the interviews will be coming hopefully shortly. I won't be able to go to the to the Dallas game probably for the for the good because uh, I don't want to die of a heart attack. Um, but you know the next home game, uh, we'll we'll you know we'll get something going on. Um, but I thank you, Hector. Well, I'll send you a message for sure, bro. Uh, we'll get we'll get something going, and uh, yeah, man, we'll do videos. Hopefully, you know you guys are able to you know jump on on the videos here and there. And yeah, man, appreciate all the help. Don't forget, go check out all the people that I shouted out. You know, go check out Dynamo Theory and all their stuff. Um, Duquetti, you know, Victor and Isa, you know, check out the patron. Check out the patron just for the raw notes. I I try to be funny. You know, I think I'm funny. But, you know, if you don't laugh, <laughs> it's all good. You know, I, I won't get butt hurt. Um, and then, yeah, man. And and uh, I'll have uh, Chepito is his name. On, on Twitter, Chepito2k10 is the guy that hit me up, and we might start doing the interview. So go, you know, go uh, follow him on Instagram if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll start working with him, and hopefully, we'll get some some also good content. Um, I'm trying to get better at this YouTube shit, you know, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can make you know a good uh, little soccer community here in Houston. I know the other podcasters out there. Uh, that you can go listen to, you know, Generation Orange, um, Foxtrot has one, uh, Noodle Time, uh, the Houston Dynapod, he's fucking hilarious, uh, you know, Crossing Soccer Board is with Rudy, who am I missing, who am I missing, um, there's a bunch of us, uh, Generation Orange, I said, I think, um, the Peel, uh, like the son of El Chapo, yeah, probably, Chapito, hey, I didn't think about that, fuck, I might be getting into drug, with drug dealers now, fuck, but yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you once again for this badass scarf. Uh, I'm actually I might make it a little tradition. So every time I go into the into uh, into like other stadiums, I might take it and just take pictures with it. I've been wanting to do that, but I didn't have something to like. I was gonna take like a little flag or something, but I think I don't know. This is a cool thing. Oh, because the message of it, basically, uh, he actually. Let me see if I'm gonna look for it uh, real quick. 
let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, the message of the of the scarf is badass. Um, with well, in Spanish is con tus alegrías, con tus penas, mi águila muchos años más. Basically, with with the happy times and with the sad times, my eagle, you know, because they're the black eagles. Uh, many more years, many more years with you. So basically, the fucking dynamo in a in a scarf, you know, you know, in the good times and the bad times, we'll we'll be still dynamo fans. So uh, I think we, we might should, we should make some scarves like these, you know. Let's get the search, <laughs> the search on it. But yeah, man, uh, thank you so much. We'll sign off right now. I appreciate you guys jumping on, and we'll see you guys uh, soon. We'll see you guys in the stadium, you know. Come say what's up, and let's get some pictures, get some videos going, and let's 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 do it, man. Let's do it. But yeah, see you guys. Y'all have a good one. Have a good night. Thank you for rocking with me. Y'all be safe. Have a good one. Don't forget, send me your questions on Twitter and Instagram, whatever you want to ask uh, Tab Ramos, and then I'll try to shoot it to him and see what he says. And then I'll shoot it back to you guys on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, have a good night. Be safe. And uh, watch out with uh, Matt Jordan. He might be listening. Shout out to Matt Jordan. Bye-bye.